Well, welcome to 33 Dreams of Indy. I'm your host, Robert Earl, and today we're joined by the driver of the number 23 Paps racing car, Colin Kaminsky. Colin, how are you doing? Good. How are you doing, Rob? I'm doing absolutely fantastic. Let's just jump right into Portland, because uh, yeah. I'm sure that's something you really want to talk about. Uh, two back-to-back fourth-place finishes uh, that also cements you as uh, fourth place in the point. So let's, uh, yeah. let's talk about the weekend and how that went for you. Yeah, um, it, went, it went pretty good, I'd say. Um, obviously, with back-to-back fourth-place finishes um, in the Paps car, uh, we were able to secure the team. Um, we just jumped Cape by a couple points there. Um, and then, obviously, you know, my teammate was able to take a lead in the driver's standings, uh, which is pretty cool for the, the whole team involved. Um, you know, obviously, we're looking to get the first one for Paps. And, yeah, going off the, the fourth place finishes, obviously solid points for, uh, yeah, getting right in the battle for, uh, you know, the thick of it for third place. Um, I think I'm four points behind Keen four now. Points. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's, it's real tight. And, Obviously, we got some got some luck catching a break with Rasmussen having a problem there in race number two to get, I think, 12 up on him. Um, so, yeah, we're right in the thick of it. And fourth was two really good finishes to, to do that. But obviously, I wish we could have had third there on Sunday. Um, maybe probably could have even had a second um, with uh, a few less mistakes on my part. So, you know, four points and, and you're bringing up, that brings a completely different level of pressure uh, yeah. as you go into with the two races do you approach it any different or or maybe a little bit more of what has prepared you for this type of experience as you head to Laguna Seca? Um, I think I think the attack is the same way. Um, obviously, drive uh, balls to the wall, so to speak, everywhere you can and try to, you know, make every lap count because obviously we don't even have a test day um, the, before the weekend. So track time is going to be limited. So um, yeah, I think the approach is the same. It's just drive as hard as I can to do the same thing I've been doing. Obviously, I want to go for um, more poles and, you know, that first win because that's yet to come. Um, and just, yeah, same approach, really. I think it boils down to, you know, like, I wish I could have had third in Portland, but the, the thought process of really sending a move on holding there late in the race is I'm ahead of Keen, got good points on Rasmussen, you know, Obviously, I'm out of the driver's championship, but third is still for grabs. It's good points. It's good to be just a little bit conservative because there is two races left there in Laguna. So, yeah, I think the approach is going to be the same for me to drive the best I can and see where we end up. Yeah, and, and it really uh, really shows the maturity that you've already had from last year of finishing 10th and, and then coming up to this year to actually be in that, shall we say, season podium position. Um, yeah. as you look at it and, and go into it. Uh, have you ever driven at Laguna Seca? Is this something that you've uh, been able to go to before in a, a, a series beforehand? No, unfortunately, this will be the, the, uh, the first time. I think it's mostly the first time for everybody in this series. I think there's maybe a, a handful of drivers that might have some laps there. But uh, no, this is the first time um, in a while that I'll actually be dealing with uh, a new track. You know, I went to Portland last year, and that was, you know, that same kind of learning curve, but it was also nice that we had the test day, but this will be my first time at the good, and I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, a lot of history there, and uh, yeah. a lot of old videos that you can watch, and uh, there's yeah. ways ways to take the corkscrew, and ways not yeah, to I take think, the yeah. corkscrew. <laughs> right, yeah, I've been uh, looking at Alex Zanardi's way down. Yeah, there day. we go. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, that, perfect to go right into it. Well, I'd like to take an opportunity in this as well for you to give a shout out to your sponsors, uh, and uh, in case we miss one you can come back to it but uh you know no bucks no buck rogers you can't put the car on the track so uh why don't you yeah. give a shout out to some of your sponsors there 
Yeah, no, I'm absolutely grateful for uh, my uh, sponsor, Slickbox, which is, um, you know, a family-owned company, and I'm really grateful for uh, my father and my mother to really uh, get me to where I'm at um, in racing and looking forward to uh, trying to find some more to keep keep it going. So big thanks to them, big thanks to Cooper Tires, obviously, and uh, everybody involved in the Road to Indy to get us on the track every weekend. Fantastic. You have a little bit different schedule uh, throughout the day, although uh, a lot of the, the road dandy drivers I talk to are, are balancing school, but they're really not balancing a business administration uh, 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 pursuit at the University of Pittsburgh. Tell me about that. Yep. Yeah, um, so I'm actually at school right now. Um, I've been back since the second week of August. Um, so we just finished our second week of classes. I actually had to miss um, a couple of my first classes of the semester to go to Portland. Um, so that was a little tricky. But no, it's, it's really just time management. That's the biggest thing. Um, that's always something I've been relatively good at. And ever since going to college, it has just been, you know, getting expansionately better. Um, but yeah, it really comes down to, you know, talking to your teachers, um, you know, making sure you're looking at the syllabus to know what homework you have, what test dates you have. Um, last night I had a class, unfortunately, until 9 p.m. I'm in a late one on Thursdays um, that I'll, I'll be missing for Laguna. So, you know, I had to talk to him um, as well. And just it's kind of like getting everything cleared. And, yeah, no, school's been going good. I'm a junior now. Um, so two years left and, you know, grades are looking good. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's good to uh, still be in school while, while trying to pursue a racing career. Yeah, it's great, great to have that background and experience as well, especially with the sponsorship or pursuits, those types of things. And yeah, exactly. I'm learning, learning lots of things that are going to help me down the road. Yeah, and, and fantastic being able to schedule with you as well. So I give you a thumbs yeah. up as to uh, <laughs> uh, I've spent the last 20 years uh, working on uh, scheduling and, and doing those things. So thank you Try so much for, yeah. for getting that together. Um, yeah. Hockey. Tell me about mm -hmm. hockey because that is kind of a, as another fandom of a passion of mine. And so I have to ask a question because you're out there in the uh, uh, Chicago area. So yep. is it uh, Pittsburgh or is it Chicago? It's Chicago Blackhawks. They, God. Uh, I was going to hit end if it was uh, going to be Pittsburgh, that's <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah, no, obviously Chicago Blackhawks have been my team since I was a kid, ever since they started loving hockey. Um, so that was fun to, uh, it's been fun being around here in Pittsburgh because obviously the Penguins have had, you know, some success. Um, all my roommates and friends on the team, I know, yeah, they're, they'll, they'll always gloat about, you know, they went back to back in uh, 16 and 17, but I always like to say, you know, like three and six and stuff like that. So it's, it's fun uh, having a little rivalry being here, but yeah, no, hockey's, hockey's been my other passion. As a 30-year suffering Capitals fan, I'm just happy oh, to have gosh. the cup. And, yeah. and it, if anybody good. knows how to party with the cup, we know that it's uh, – <laughs> uh, I, I give a shout-out. One of my inspirations for the blog is Russian machine never break. And it <laughs> focuses on the, the Washington Cup. What have you taken from hockey and being a goaltender over to your racing? Um, I think the biggest thing that I would say correlates to both is, is being a goalie. Um, obviously, you're the last line of defense, and, you know, sometimes you get scored on. Um, you'll have bad games or whatever it may be. Um, but you're not – you can't sit there and mind the net and think about the goal you just let up. You know, you can't let that sit in your head because if that's going to happen, it's going to eat you alive, and you're going to end up having a terrible game the rest of the way. Um, so I think one thing that I've brought over was probably that mentality that I've had a fair share of, you know, bad qualifyings where I needed to be higher on the grid or I just made mistakes or even in a race, it comes down to, you know, okay, you maybe you had a bad lap. Next one's got to be good and one after that, everything. Um, so it's just being able to have that mental 
focus and that level of intensity to just um, stay concentrated and forget about any mistakes in the past and just strictly go forward. As a fan, and I, I see that, and then now covering uh, somebody misses a turn and it carries over for the next six, seven turns. And, yeah. and one of the things that I like to track in the, the USF 2000 is that um, your personal fast lap speed you may not be setting fast lap of the race but are you are you consistently laying down those laps and being able to do that and i can imagine you know staying in the crease and and knowing those things is really something that would that would tie into it um you got started in racing a little bit late and and yeah. so maybe i maybe i transition a little bit different of saying um, you know, 33 Dreams is about those those drivers that dream of being one of the chosen 33. Mm -hmm. Why Indianapolis? Why Indy Cars? What what's what's the draw and what got you started? Um, honestly, it's it started when I was 15 and my dad. So my dad drove. Um, you know, Bob Quincy, my father drove in SCCA um, for years. He started when he started in Spec Racer Renaults, um, and I think the 80s or early 90s okay. he ended up jumping into um formula mazda um sometime around then and he drove um in the professional series that they had to offer when back when it was the star mazda series but even before the old car um and he uh, yeah he started doing that and did it for years and years and then he stopped for a little while there um after i was born um probably when i was like five or six he had stopped um while he was you know he he well, he ran in the first race of the old Pro Mazda um, in 04 or 05, maybe it was. Um, so he was, you know, yeah, he did it for a long time. And it was really on and off. And then when he got back into it in 09 and 10 at the Autobahn Country Club, you know, local track by us um, out of Chicago area, um, that was my first time around racing, really. I was 10 or 11 years old. And that was the first time I was able to kind of comprehend what was actually going on, you know, because when I was five years old and we were at Blackhawk Farms in Rockford and he was driving around, you know, I was playing with cars in the dirt and stuff. You know, I wasn't really paying attention. So once I was that old, it was kind of really cool to see drivers that, you know, are I, I'm in their shoes now, but, you know, we're 20 years old, 19, however old they'd seem, you know, like superstars. I mean, it was really cool to go to uh, the races and just interact with them, be around the paddock and watch the cars go by. Um, so when I was 15, um, you know, I finished playing seasons of baseball, uh, football. I was in the middle of playing high school hockey. Um, and my dad just decided, hey, let's, uh, let's go to the Autobahn and just, you know, I still got two old cars. He sold, you know, a couple of them because um, he ran his own team for a while. He was like, hey, still got two cars in the shop. Want to go uh, play around a little bit? And I was, you know, 15 years old. I was just like, why not? <laughs> this could be cool. Um, drive a race car. And, uh, and the funny thing was, I didn't even know how to drive stick at the points <laughs> at that time. So that was, that was kind of how I was, it was, you know, speed shifting uh, formula laws. That's kind of how I got the idea of how to drive stick, which is funny enough. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of how I got my start. I just did that one day and, you know, I was, I was relatively good at it for never even driving a go-kart or anything. And um, I, we just kind of talked about it over the winter, which is like, hey, is this something we might want to actually do or pursue? And I, obviously it was clear to me, you know, that it, was, it absolutely was. That, it's funny because that same day that I drove that car, I had a hockey game that night. Uh, for my high school. Uh, I think it was a sophomore when I was, yeah, when I was yeah. 15. Um, I had a game that night and I was sitting in the net and the play was on the other side. And it was just, it's not that I was bored by any means, but it just became, wow, racing is a whole nother level 
of intensity and focus. You know, I was so easily dialed in at hockey at that point because of what driving a race car one time did for me. Um, so it really opened my eyes to this is something that I want to do. And I think Indianapolis, IndyCar. Um, it, yeah, you're in, you're in the Midwest, so it makes a little bit yes, of sense. We're close. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I went to a 500 my first time when I was 12. Um, I saw Takuma Sato hit the wall while Frankie won it right in turn one. Um, yeah. And like that just stuck with me forever. And I thought it was one of the coolest things. And once uh, once I drove a car, I just took an absurd amount of interest in it. And I knew once we kind of looked into uh, also um, one of our family friends, John Bruner, runs an Indy Lights team, um, but okay. already there. So we kind of knew of the road to Indy um, and what it's obviously my dad being in it a little bit kind of was that foundation of this is the route that we want to take. Yeah. That, and that path is really laid out and, and really shows you from that standpoint. I'm going to yeah, completely absolutely. shift gears on you a little bit. Go for uh, it. Did you know that there is a Portillo's in Tampa Bay? I didn't know. I didn't know that. I thought maybe I've heard of one in Florida, but I didn't. I didn't know See? if there was one. Yeah, See, I, I so, so is it? So is it chocolate cake or lemon cake for you? I neither. I'm not a big. I'm not a big cake oh, person. Oh, I know all my got, friends love the chocolate cake shakes and stuff, but I've I've had them, but it's nothing I can uh, have a full. Uh, Chocolate cake shake or something. Yeah, that I, I, now that I've been doing CrossFit, that's going to be a treat the next time. <laughs> lemon cakes. Yeah. So if you're going down Dan Weldon Way, okay. Um, if you just went that way, instead of turning to the airport, just keep driving really across right. the bay, across the yeah, water, exactly. and it's over there on the other side. So right it's not there. something you're going to be able to pop to right away. But I saw that you uh, can't believe after I race weekends. You have to get to Portillo's. So I had. To oh, say, I do it all the time. I'll like I'll come yeah. home. I'll come home after. Uh, doesn't matter where, honestly. Road America, like St. Pete, I'll fly home and just pretty much even when I come home from school, it's like my first meal is probably going to be Portillo's. In fact, my last meal was Portillo's before I left to come out here. Well, there so. we go. So I had to, <laughs> had to fit that one in there because I, I knew well, that. Well, noted. I'll be going there next year, hopefully. You may not know. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely be seeing you in, in St. Pete. Um, you talked about a couple of your father, a couple other influences, but uh, who, who do you model? Uh, what do you do from the, the, the professional ranks or, or folks that are maybe one step or a couple steps ahead of you? And um, then the second part is, is uh, how do you get Hunter McElroy's uh, lucky rabbit's foot as well? Yeah. He's not a um, well, first part of that question. Yeah. I mean, I definitely had a lot of um, opportunities to expose myself to guys, obviously, in either in IndyCar or just, yeah, levels above me. And, you know, I've been, I've been fortunate enough to get, um, you know, closer guys like Parker Thompson, um, Aaron Tielitz, you know, I've, I've worked even a little bit. Um, with Zach Beach just one day years ago, just kind of, you know, get a grip with the US 1000 car. You know, I've been fortunate to to talk to these guys and it's it's kind of, it's kind of good. It's really good to have that kind of insight because I can model myself after them or do my best to because these are guys that are successful in their sport yeah. and are able to put themselves on the racetrack um, each weekend. So um, be trying to model myself after guys like that, working all the way up in the IndyCar is kind of the goal. And that's, that's probably where I see myself being close to. Um, Parker's had an and, amazing season this year as well. You yeah, he really has. And, and he, I know he's been having um, some just struggles with, you know, the team gelling and everything, because that can happen. And it's just been, he's been putting his best foot forward. And it's, yeah, really, he's had some good races this year. Um, yeah, and yeah, second part of that question, uh, I don't know. It's been, uh, it's been, really close all year and it's always seemed to be uh you know me and hunter like right there and you know sometimes he'd get me um by a couple more tens than usual and then you know sometimes there's you know indy and road america i'd have them by uh, a 
10th or so. But um, yeah, it's just been, you know, he's, he's a fantastic driver, you know, going over data and watching him, um, you know, with his racecraft um, every, you know, each weekend, you know, it's, it's eye opening to see the way he does things and, you know, the way I do things and we compare and try to make each other better. And I think definitely we've helped each other both along the way this year um so some of it's luck and some of it's um down to just talents because he's, no, he's a fantastic driver so hopefully really is hopefully do that how much does it help having a team like uh cape that that you can cape motorsports that you can set that bar and and look at because i i think i saw something on twitter today and i'm, I'm going to fill in the exact part below here um in the in the text that i put uh, that yeah. this has been a certain period of time that this is the first time that, that Cape was not in either the lead position or had been bumped out of it. So uh, tell me about that dynamic. It's, you always root for the underdog, right? Like, you know, watching hockey this year, it's like I wanted, even though as much as I hate the St. Louis Blues, it was like, <laughs> okay, I want the St. Louis Blues right. to win the cup because, right. you know, you got a rookie goalie, you know, hometown hero, a couple of them. Last it's, place halfway through the season exactly, and here they come back, exactly. yeah. Yeah, you know, exactly. So, like, it's easy to root for the underdog. And knowing, driving the last last season and then a couple of races in 2017, watching guys like, uh, you know, phenomenal drivers, Oliver Askew and Kyle Kirkwood, just, you know, yeah. drive away from the field and just win almost every race. Um, to have that kind of success, um, you know, a lot of it obviously comes down to, you know, how they get the car on the track and the driver himself. But to to have that, like you said, to kind of have that bar at, hey, this is a team that's been winning the Drivers' Championship for, what, eight or nine seasons now in a row. Yeah. That's the bar. That's that's what you have to beat. And somewhere down the line, someone's got to stop it. And to kind of be a part to be a part of this team this year and now leading the Drivers' Championship and Team Championship, if we're lucky enough to have the fortune we've had and just, you know, know to the grindstone and do what we can and leave doing like we know how and come out on top and in both categories is, is going to be unbelievable for the team. It's, it's really cool to be a part of that, you know, because bond we have with everybody in the team, you know, from, you know, manager Augie to all, you know, our crew. Um, it's just, it's really awesome to see their hard work pay off. So if we could keep doing that, that would be, you know, awesome. Fantastic. Well, Wish you nothing but the best heading into Laguna Seca. I'd love to uh, stay in contact, maybe get a recap after Laguna yeah. Seca, do the same type of thing. And then yeah, over the off season, uh, about once a month, you know, touch base and, and see what's, uh, what's going on. And uh, I, I promise I won't check in on what your uh, school grades are doing or anything <laughs> like that. You're never going to get that from me. I've, I'm, I'm already raising perfect. my kids, but uh, yeah. I'd love to stay <laughs> in touch there. And, and hear awesome. about your, uh, your your dreams as you progress uh, up the ladder and then as we uh, roll into next season. Awesome. Thanks, Rob. I appreciate it a bunch. You got it. Have a great one. Appreciate it. Appreciate Colin Kaminsky taking time out of his busy schedule to uh, be with us. And until next time, keep dreaming. <laughs>